Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. I'm Dusha, and today we are joined by a very special guest, Gemma Bastiani. Welcome back to the show, Gemma. Hello, thanks for having me back when I asked to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if we want to get like that, we haven't asked you back because you, since appearing on How Good's Footy Last, have had an astronomic rise in your career, and uh, we didn't want to ruin that by having you appear back on this show and drag you into the dirt and the mud of How Good's Footy. I don't know what I've done <laughs> for it to be, be astronomic. You, you can't be Australia's second best footy statistician when you're around people who disregard facts. <laughs> no, but you make me look better, Tom. <laughs> oh, you should be on every week then. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, got a question for us? Mates, How Good's Footy? Pretty fun. Yeah, this, as far as weekends of football have gone, mm. well, let's say weeks of football, uh, this one, pretty fucking big, because not only did round 22 have some uh, interesting results in the AFLM, we had one of the biggest and most exciting AFLW announcements that we've had in a long time, which is more clubs. Gemma, you have been dying to talk about this, and your podcast hasn't come out since this has happened. So I'll let you take the floor because fucking hell, it's big. Well, it's probably a bit unfair on you to throw it completely to me because your club's coming in. Yeah, Essendon have so decided. So yours. No, no, no. Tom, <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom, Gemma has the floor. <laughs> yeah, okay? Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll just shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, but yeah, you can't use that, Gemma, that, oh, no, Douche's club's coming in. Your actual club, you're going to have to finally have a, a, you know, the Sophie's Choice of Football. Except so the surface choice will be I barrack for two teams, which is an easy way to get out. Oh my god, Jim is shaking her head. No, of course I- not. As soon as the women in red and white run out, that's it. It's done. Oh Do you have any do you have any AFLW Melbourne merch? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So will you not burn that round one <laughs> no. of the season? No. No, Sorry. no, no, no. We're not going that far. Keep it on hand. But um it was really interesting because when I kind of had an inkling that it would happen because I'd been speaking to a few people beforehand. And then when it did get announced, the number of messages I got was like crazy. And I was trying to teach a class at the time. So it was really tricky, (laughs) but it's amazing. And it's probably the right choice to bring them all in at once. Yeah. And not put other teams through two years of consecutive expansion as well. 
I'm excited. Like, I mean, Essendon were one of the teams that uh, I knew. Well, I guess, like, one. it's still exciting, but, like, I suspected it was on the cards for both Essendon and Hawthorne. But, yeah, to get the announcement that it was all four clubs at once is fucking enormous. And it's exciting because it's, like, a step in the right direction for AFLW. And less exciting and more nerve-wracking is how are they possibly going to fuck this up? Because they will, <laughs> and that's stressful, but maybe they don't. Maybe this is the year... Maybe I mean, this is the year the AFL doesn't fuck this up. Well, it, look, the women's comp is starting in December, remember? <laughs> Tom, I know. I'm trying not to think about how fucking stupid that is. I'm trying to stay positive. Look, there's, there are so many things that we could turn negative on, like the press conference, for example. Um, yes. We had a big chat on that day about it, but that press conference ended up being more about men's football than it did about women's, even though it was an announcement about expansion. And then the AFL has published um, a piece of writing about here's all your questions answered about next AFLW season and what the expansion looks like. And the answer to almost every single question is, we don't know yet. We'll find out soon. (laughs) So Uh, there's still a lot of questions in the air, but just knowing that in come March, April next year, the Swans are going to be building a women's team um, is incredibly exciting. Obviously, for Hawthorne fans, Essendon fans, Port Adelaide fans, it's the same feeling. And the two of you, um, Tom and Sean, you would have gone through that years past. Mm. Um, but now it's finally time for everyone else, which is really cool. Um, and also, you know, if I can do more writing for the Swans about how great it is, then um, I'm jumping on board that too. Do you have a coach yet, Gemma? Nothing. There's nothing no. announced. The only coach that's been announced is Beck Goddard at Hawthorne. Yeah. Which was the most foregone conclusion of all <laughs> foregone conclusions. Yeah. Do you imagine but if it's... they hadn't, though? <laughs> I mean... imagine, if, imagine if they come in, they don't announce Beck Goddard, and then an hour later, Essendon announced that they were. <laughs> <laughs> Just the biggest, like, of course, out of every every possible club that could come in and fuck over Hawthorne, it's the Bombers. <laughs> Would be we love it. flipping hilarious. But there's... That whole question of women coaches and the Nick Del Santo appointment, like there's so many things around AFLW right now that are worth talking about, but most of it has to turn negative, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Who um, who do you do you guys have an academy coach that you think they might go with or the academy coach is um more more? Jared Crouch. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm reading Brandon Jack's book at the moment, like literally just finished it reading it while I was so I've got all these names in my head Jared Crouch is the coach of the academy right now would he be someone you would want to see take like that academy further or is he the person that stays in that academy program to develop the pool of talent and someone else takes over at the senior job is that like is that a thing do you want to see pathways what what is the ideal Swans 2023 scenario look like (laughs) the coach is sitting right here is it Sean Carney? <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm available, right? Oh, Is there a formal knows. process? Yeah, you've got to do a Paul Ruse presentation to the board. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is a Paul Ruse presentation? Haven't you heard about the story that he did the caretaker coach thing and then was pissed off that he still had to do a presentation to the board to actually get the job the following year? Yeah, I knew about that, but what, what was like... Did he just half-ass his presentation or was he just bitter? No, he was just annoyed that he had to do it. Yeah, fair enough. I would be too if I was a <laughs> coaching genius. Um, I, I think Jeremy, that- at the time, sorry, at the time, was Terry Wallace, he basically had one hand on that job, didn't he? Uh, I mean, you're probably right. I don't know that 
all the ins and outs because I was 12. Yeah. Mm. Um, all I know is that Paul Roos had to do a presentation and he was very unhappy about having to do the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough because they won heaps of games, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Surely that presentation is just a clip of him being like, all right, uh, fuckos, um, this is everything I've done in the last six months. This is everything Terry Wallace has done. Oh, it's zero. Give it to me. <laughs> I just had a quick look over the, because I didn't see that they'd released what they are calling an explainer for the expansion clubs of the AFLW. And I was like, how did I miss that? Gemma, after just quickly skimming through it, I can see how I missed it because there is literally zero information. You weren't exaggerating when you said, we don't know yet. They literally say, we don't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, Gil says the season should be starting in December, but we don't have an exact date. And these are, these are all the questions that could have been asked in the press conference if it hadn't have been turned into a press conference about men's footy. And it wasn't even... it's Like, it's already bad, but they were just constantly hounding about one question about like a pre finals week by who like it's round 22 just fucking relax pretend that there's not gonna be one your journalists they're not just you're not even gonna break a breaking story even if they do cave because you're in a fucking room full of other journalists (laughs) (laughs) well also to be fair some of those journalists who are fighting that have not had a problem just making something up in the past (laughs) Yeah. yeah but also the thing is gil could have just said Hey, that's not what this is about. And he could have avoided all of those questions anyway. Yeah. There was so many yeah. better anyway. You're spot on. Like, it's Gil's fault. He's such a dickhead. He should have, like, I think, did Tom Brown ask the, that second yep. question that derailed yes, it? He should it have just said, yes. Tom, um, this isn't the time for those questions. If you have a question about AFLW, you can ask that. That's just poor leadership. And what do you expect from Gil? Dickhead. Anyway, back to the swans. <laughs> yeah. Positive. Um, I would love to see someone that has been involved in the academy because they clearly they they're clearly going to be dipping into the academy um, pathway to get a lot of their talent, their inaugural talent. So having someone that has a relationship with a lot of them already knows how they play, all that sort of stuff, I think would be really beneficial. But what I'd really like to see from the Swans is um, developing coaches and particularly women coaches through those pathways as well to then do the takeover, like. Yeah. Collingwood is preparing Chloe McMillan to do and things like that. So that's what I want to see from the Swans. I'm not so fussed if it's not a woman inaugural coach like Port Adelaide have said they want. That would be amazing. But just someone who is invested in women's footy, I think, is the big priority. Someone who's shown that they have a track record, that they've been involved, not just someone who's played a bunch of men's games, so therefore must be a good coach of women. So not Nick Del Santo, who has not coached at the highest level at all. I didn't say it. Just, just putting out there. Like he would, if he was, a, if he was an option, no. he would be a bad option. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Whereas Tom's, Jared Crouch uh, really... has been at the academy. He's developed those players. He yeah. knows who they are, what their skills are. He'd be a good option. Like Nathan Burke at the Western Bulldogs. He is a man who's played a lot of men's footy, but he also was very invested in the growth of the women's game before he became a head coach. Yeah. Those yeah. are the sorts of Steve Simons is the same. They're the sorts of people who you don't mind getting those jobs. Craig Starsevich, Trent Cooper. It's the ones who are just getting the job because it's convenient for the club is where my issue yeah. is. Yeah. 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 It's all right. I, I know that Geelong have a three year plan and that three year plan is that eventually Mel Hickey will be Geelong's coach. That's my theory. Okay. That's what I believe. <laughs> kind of in that pathway. 
Yeah. It's funny that you started out saying, I know that Geelong have a plan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We're on, Geelong and I call it talking every day. I'm calling yeah. them like, do you want my, do you want either of my feet for Tom Stewart? And they're like, no. And I'm like, do you want my <laughs> knees for Nina Morrison? They're both yeah. there. They're available. Whatever you need. Just chop um, me up and use me as supplementary parts for our football. Yeah, but Tom, <laughs> Peter Searle wanted the Cats job, didn't she? I don't know if that was true or not. I wanted Peter Searle to have the Cats job. All right. Gemma, do you think that she'll get another crack, maybe at one of these four teams? I think it's up to her at this point. Like, obviously, the systems in place aren't, aren't great yet. Um, but I think that she's got some personal stuff she's working through as well yeah, okay. to try and find the balance between work and life. And yeah. the, I think that's what the issue comes down to a lot of the time as well is that a lot of these men are getting the jobs because they either already work in the men's department, so already have part of their salary paid, so it's a full-time role that is partially paid outside of the men's cap, that sort of situation. So it's convenient for the club, makes it easier for them to fit in the men's cap. Or someone coming in only has a, a three, four, five-month job and it's not a full-time role, which is what yeah. Peter Searle was dealing with. Yeah. So I think that's where the push and pull comes is that – how do you get the full-time role? Oh, you have to be a dude that already works at the club. And that's what the issue is in terms of finding someone who is invested in the women's pathway. Because unless the club is willing to also invest that way and provide them a full-time role that can give them that work-life balance, you're not getting the right person into that job unless they're happy to only work six months of the year. And I think yeah. that's the issue there. Yes. Yeah. Is that what happened with um, Beck Goddard when she was at Adelaide? Was it just like a work life sort of balance thing where she just couldn't do it anymore? Um, from what I understand, and I this could be speculation, from what I understand, she wanted a full-time role. They weren't um, forthcoming with that. Yeah. So she left um, and Hawthorne have obviously suggested that they're able to provide that full-time position yeah. once they do have a side. So she's stuck fat there. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Do we know anything yet about um, how these teams are going to be able to build their lists? Draft pick wise, anything like that? Do we know anything, or have the AFL just not come up with a plan yet? <laughs> All we know is that they can't start building a list until after this season has finished. So they'll okay. develop those rules and how the draft will lay out throughout this season, I would imagine. Yeah, and then um, everything will kind of the the shoe will drop. Yeah, because what did we get um, last time? I'm trying to recall when Brisbane players were poached. up to four players from a club could be taken for nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like and with players Brisbane it was like eight, one. wasn't it? Sorry? Wasn't wasn't it like eight players with Brisbane? Four to one club, eight oh, as a okay. whole, I think. Yeah, so it might have um, been like four to North Melbourne, four to Richmond or the Bulldogs. or No, the Bulldogs yeah. were already there, but not uh, Richmond and St Kilda and St. West Kilda, Coast. Yeah. Or, yeah, North Melbourne, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, yeah. Gold Coast came in with you guys too. So they went hard because they... They got eight they players got eight. from Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. But Bastards. I think there's a limit. Like I think it's four players, and then there's some sort of um, compensation after that. But that, I may be yeah. wrong about that. They may be changing that because there was a lot of criticism last time as well. I've just pulled up the AFLW um, explainer. This will probably answer your question, Sean. Oh, cool, who's, cool. Thanks who's going to play? F- who, who's going to play for my team? That's the question. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. We don't know yet. Oh, the season's still playing out until the new teams can join. Adding players from current sides is a no-no. The AFL will confirm list build rules at a later date, but in seasons past, current clubs can lose a certain number of players before compensation kicks in. Mm. So, uh, so I'll just quickly 
obviously that's a lot to digest. Uh, who's going to play for my team? No fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love, surely, surely just on this, oh, we're talking about the AFL sort of planning, but surely now that, now that the women's comp is going to expand to a full 18 team, every, every side is now represented. Surely now is where the push for professional, full pay, full staff, full cap, Surely that push starts now. And the excuse the AFL giving, oh, well, no, we still can't afford it. Then why'd you expand it? If you're able to expand it to 18 clubs because you, you fucking do, you've got to put your money where your mouth is now. Start paying these women. Start paying these pathways. Start investing in these caps so that you don't have the Peter Searle problems or, or, or clubs, players even having to choose between sports, especially if you're moving the game to summer so that basketballers can't dual sport or cricketers can't dual sport. You you want to you wanna swing your dick around, Gil? Put some money in your dick as well. Um, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself, Tom. But unfortunately, there is a kind of alarming uh, statement on the AFLW explainer again. Okay. Uh, this is in the cool. how many players in a squad thing uh, yep. question, which isn't super relevant to what you just said, but... There is a thing that makes me think that they're still not going to be treated as professional athletes or full-time athletes, at least, because it says, currently each team are 30 players each, with additional players added to replace those who are inactive. Okay, yeah. In brackets, season-long injuries, pregnancy, work commitments. Uh, Yeah. Work commitments. To be fair, though, there are players like... um and Gemma will... T- I will not know the person's name, but I'll start telling the story, and Gemma will. That player who is a fiery for Frio? Well, she played... Evangeline Gooch, she now is a West Coast player. But That's you're right. thinking like Rihanna Metcalf, Jess Allen, they're both in the ADF. Both are going to be inactive next season because of work. Jasmine Hewitt missed the last season because of work commitments. Um, we saw Jenna McCormick and Ellie Brush both retire to go and play soccer, foot- round ball football. Mm-hmm. They are losing players, but I think the big thing is that they're so desperate for AFL or Aussie rules to be a year-round sport, which has seen the women's game be moved earlier to have clear air or whatever mm-hmm. that is. To clash with equally big sports. Yeah, with cool. most other women's leagues as well. This is yeah. the thing. Um, they want to move it that way. So if you're going to do that and make that thing so that you can make more money and be the year-round sport, it does have to reflect on what the players are paid and the fact that they should be able to spend, you know, their summer playing sport and then actually take a holiday and take time off after that rather than go straight back into the work cycle. Yeah. Because also if with the way it is set up right now, they're not moving the state league affiliate league stuff. So they will literally play AFLW from December to March or April. March. They'll get like... A month or two, a month off, maybe max, and then the VFL, the Sandful equivalent, all those other equivalents will kick off. That's so stupid. It's, well, it's you've re- got to it's, remember. I, as well. It still blows my mind. Sorry, Jim. It still blows my mind. No, well, you've got to remember as well that we're only a year into the VFLW having been moved to be aligned with the AFLW, so that there is a league to drop down to. That's all gone now. A year later. Yeah, that's yeah, poor. Especially it, because, like. Just from basic, like, knowledge of how the VFL, like, the VFLM basically works, which is players recovering from, like, long-term injuries or, like, star players 
that maybe just need a week off from the pressures of the highest league or yeah like they've come back after like missing half a season they need to play in a lower league before they're ready to go higher so if you're then just having the aflw run separately to the vflw that entirely removes that as a very useful resource it's stupid well the aflw didn't have that until this year and now it's gone away straight away anyway and you can't move the um, state league because of access to grounds which is also going to be a problem for the major league because cricket. There is no way on this earth that the Gabba will let any football touch that cricket no. pitch. <laughs> no, yeah, and Adelaide Oval will be the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Docklands probably the same. Um, GMHBA is being revamped, so I don't think think that'll be available this season. Um, it'll it, no, it will be. It'll just be that they won't be able to sit in one end of the stand. We've done Whatever, it before. Tom. Been revamping that for your entire life. Hey, this is the last one. Once we finish this, our capacity will be the same as the Uh, other. That's what they said last time. So Gil can't say we can't host finals. Oh, Uh, I'm all for men's finals being hosted at Cardinia Park. Me too. Well, especially for the Swans, you should host your home games. That's what I'm saying. Your home final should be a GMHBA. (laughs) I want our final, our round one final, to be there. Absolutely. It won't happen, but you can dream. Battle of the Bridge in Geelong. Fuck. The Swans <laughs> will smash it. Yeah, the bridge is the Westgate Bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, how many memberships are you buying now? Probably three. Yeah. That's huge. Ooh, so, okay, who's, who's, who'd you drop? You drop? Yeah. Like, take one. Gold Coast. <laughs> Gold Coast or Freo? Gold Coast. Yeah. That's a shame. Dead to mm. me. No, yeah. they're not dead to me. I just uh, don't make very much money, so I can't afford it. That is fair <laughs> enough. Um, I want to know, and I feel like the Essendon, the Essendon AFLW team's home games will be at Tullamarine or something like that. But if they're playing footy at Windy Hill again, fucking hell. They should. That would be awesome. I'll move in. <laughs> <laughs> Ground, groundskeeper Joel. Oh, uh. oh yes. Because that's my Peyton the Lions. Well, do we pay him? <laughs> no, he just does it for free. Don't just. He just. He's, he's working completely for free just so he can be here. You just hear me from the distance. I do it for the vibes. It's great out here. <laughs> um. Yeah. Because I went. Yeah. Fucking hell. Windy Hill was uh close to where I grew up. I went to high school near there. Love the vibe of it. Got a couple of local places that I could absolutely go after the game. And um, mm. it's going to be a big summer. Yeah, Next well, summer. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe they'll split it kind of like Collingwood did until Victoria Park was able to um, deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. It would honestly probably make sense because it's, I mean, Windy Hill is still, a, still an oval. What's the like capacity like? I don't imagine it's big. Um, but I don't out. imagine it would be any bigger than um, RESA Park or whatever at RSCA yeah. Park, which is the Saints' home ground. Which also was under construction this year, so was half of it was blocked off anyway. Oh, it's and- ten thousand. Oh, that's not too bad. No that's reason good. why they couldn't. And then look to expand it, you know, with all the injection of cash from the AFL finally paying everyone full wages. The Witten Oval is also 10000 and apparently so is Victoria Park. Joel, how windy is Windy Hill? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's is um, it like is it, it just it's, standard football ground wind or is it like something pretty special? Is something, it Casey dare Fields? I say, Casey magic. Fields. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I went, I don't remember the wind being particularly uh, hurricane esque. But is it like every kick should just be a barrel. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon yeah. Bar- a belief will get you the length of the field. <laughs> that's look. That to be fair, that's the same in every stadium. Yeah. <laughs> no, but not with that wind tunnel. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very, very exciting. I cannot wait to watch an Essendon AFLW game. Joel, here's I'm a big so question excited. for you. Mm. With one more season to go before mm. you get to get your team in, who yeah. are you going with next season? It's a tough one. Are you going to follow Taylor? Well, the thing is, if they weren't such a pack of slimy dogs and treated their AFLW team with respect, the Hosking sisters' twin magic would probably get me to Richmond. But I just don't think I can do it knowing that they don't support their own. But then I'm conflicted because I'm like, Richmond aren't supporting them. Maybe I can help balance that out. Like, Dimmer's hatred for the existence of this club versus my love. Uh, Gemma's raising her hand. What's up, Gemma? <laughs> but aren't you a curse? Don't you destroy every team you follow? So Richmond should. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Oh mate, mate, curse, <laughs> mate. What you need to do is you need to get to Richmond and 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 barrack for Richmond. Become a Richmond member for the women's side. They have the worst season ever. The yep. Husky sisters at the end of the year are like, man, that was shit. If only we could play for another team that also had a similar sash on its jumper that wasn't dog shit. And then but you then, get them. The problem do is, we know- Tom. Do we does know- the curse carry on to Essendon? No, no, I don't think it does. Because I- Je- Gemma, you might know this. Do we know who the Hoskins sisters barracked for growing up? Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Fuck. It's oh, the- they're playing for their dream club. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. That's that's the end of that. Good try, Tom. <sighs> yeah, I was trying. Because yeah. uh, yeah, Jess and Sarah and Taylor all kind of ended up where they wanted to be this season. Yeah. Well, can I just say on Melbourne's list build? I did get a message from someone at Melbourne saying they have to win a premiership before I burn them for the Swans. So hopefully here's the year. That was that is was that a player juicy. or was that a not a player, someone at the club though. Oh. <laughs> a little less okay, juicy, no, I, I've still just understood. Juicy. I've just understood what you've said. So I took that as initially someone has messaged you and been like, Melbourne have to win a premiership this year, or I, the person messaging you, are going to leave Melbourne for Sydney. But what I actually mean is they've got to win a premiership for you, Gemma, before you jump to the uh, Oh, yeah, no, I was with Tom. I thought it was a juicy player scandal. (laughs) No, Uh, I can't believe Daisy Pierce is going to Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) Gemma, I followed 100%. I knew exactly what you were talking about. These boys were dreaming too big. Too big and too chaotic. Always. So, so, yeah, so Melbourne's going to win the flag is what I'm telling you. That's huge. Oh. We'll I don't know if I want to jump on the team uh, that is going to win the flag, though. Well, I mean, also, if I do, then they won't. Um, yeah, you're not mm. allowed to follow Melbourne this year. I'm, I'm banned from following Melbourne. Joel, have you considered just taking a year off a team and just barracking for players? Buy a membership to every club just to see how it is. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the only one. No, what if? what if... What if Joel? Okay, yes, we we want to get we want to get the women's footy season moved back to back to a time slot that fits with the VFL season mm. that is easier that that is not part like obviously the AFL's decision is purely global domination based and not actually what's good for the game. So yeah, we're gonna fix it. Douche buys a membership for every single AFLW side. Yeah, 
cursing every single AFLW side. <laughs> the season is a disaster. No one wins a premiership and Gil goes, fuck, I better move it back to the normal time frame and invest yeah. in it fully so that never happens again. It's too risky, Tom. Too risky. Too risky? What if, Tom, I simply he buys every membership to do but that. two. <laughs> Tom, what if I email Gil and I say, Gil, you know who I am. You know that me supporting any team is bad for them. I'm willing to drop money on every membership unless you move the season back. And then he calls my bluff and then I do it. And then um his very big suits are uh, starting to feel tighter and tighter as the season goes on. Just threaten to buy a, a an AFL house membership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy a membership to the AFL CEOs, Gil. <laughs> Fucking watch me. <laughs> Um, yeah, then all of, by the end of the season, he'll have lost his job, and I'll be like, told you. Yeah. I never bluff. And then Sean and I are put in charge. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Every game at Casey Fields. <laughs> Magic time. Hey, AFLM and AFLW, just yep. every every except, fucking game. Except for the grand final, which is always played at GMHPA. <laughs> Casey Fields is far, but it's not that bad. Oh, we love oh, it's it. It's our favourite no, no. ground. Yeah, I love it. I want every game there. I want it to be a 24-hour ground. Just non-stop <laughs> football. Time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, any final thoughts on the this expansion of the AFLW before we move into just a quick recap of round 22 of the AFLM? My brother's pretty stoked just from a Port Adelaide perspective. Uh, he yeah. was talking about my little nephew, and he's like, he's going to have two teams forever when he's a at footy enjoying age and I was like bold of you to assume I will not corrupt that boy to barrack for Geelong <laughs> you don't have the power to do that Tom well it's scary because the uncle pull usually pays off really yeah I know a lot of people that are barrack for the same team as their uncle because it's not just uncle he's got grandparents he's in the town no. mm. it's gonna be dangerous Tom we've met your brother he's too strong for this to work uh, you've also met his fiance. Also, he's he's a runner. He'll just pick up his boy and run away. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all very fucking exciting, and I um, like yes. Before we, I've just realised something. What? This is momentous. What? This yes. is a roast Tom. quartet. Oh. Four roasts, one week, baby! Fucking so, hell. Tom, when you interrupted me segueing into round 22 of the AFLM, I, you know, naturally assumed that you had something else to say about AFLW, not that you were <laughs> nope. interrupting the yeah. thing I was already talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Did it feel good? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, let's do it again. No. Good on you, Tom. Had Thanks, to be done. <laughs> Thanks. So as Tom just said, uh, we're going to look at round 22 of the AFLM season. Things are heating up, and they're heating up in a big way where all four of our teams have won a roast quartet. (laughs) First time in history. It's never been done before. Quadrilogy of roasts. Oh, that's even better. Quadrilogy. It's almost a saga. <laughs> if we all back it up next week with another win, that's eight roasts in a row. That's, yeah, that's a roast big, saga. Holy that's a big shit. time saga. I'd have thought uh, Joel would be um, traumatized by the word saga. <clears throat> uh, I'm traumatized by a lot. Gemma, I'm traumatized by a lot of things. Um, oh man! Unfortunately, things like that they don't even register anymore. Shake if, it off. Shake it off, mate. Oh, I did. If Joel I did. was. 
If Joel was genuinely traumatized by the things that the Essendon Football Club have put him through, he would not be able to watch football anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes full circle where, um, yeah, just the existence of the Essendon football team, if I was traumatized by anything, I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be in the mm. show. People yeah. would be like, how good's footy? I'll be like, don't talk to me about that cursed game. Joel, to be honest, their continued existence is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so is my continued existence. Yeah, it's all great. What's going to be the real test of Joel's life and bodily function is when you have two Essendons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twenty year 365 Essendon, all year round. Two Essendons is it's basically the chaos theory. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas two swans is lawful good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two swans is lawful good. Uh, it'll probably actually just somehow the existence of two swans teams will just cause Papley to pull his head in a bit. Where uh, two Essendons will probably, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm scared, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good way to live. Scared but excited. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I live all through the footy season. Uh, and this week is no different. So Friday night, I was on the the yellow and black train solely because I thought that that was my only ro- road to finals. Halfway through the game, I realized it wasn't my only road to finals, and I immediately switched to the team that I much preferred barracking for, GWS. <laughs> big, big sound. Fucking the orange tsunami was back in a big way. GWS look scary as hell, and round 22 of a 23-round season is a great time to look your scariest. Yeah, Gemma's going to have to play them. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. Yeah, I'm, I was worried for, like, just Sydney... Like, you know, being in the finals mix because they terrify me. Yeah. The only good thing is is that there is no... I don't think there's much of a mathematical chance of having both the Giants and Sydney progress deep because they'll have to face off against one another, which is good. Well, yeah, they so don't have with- to. There could be a Carlton miracle. There's not going to be a Carlton miracle. <laughs> there could be a Carlton miracle. <laughs> isn't, the, isn't the Carlton miracle they have to win... Both Collingwood and Carlton would need to win by, like, the highest score of all time ever <laughs> each. <laughs> Like, would both have to break a record? Yeah. I mean, the miracle of Carlton is that they still exist. <laughs> Jesus, we'll get to that. Yeah. But if, um, if we have to. Yeah, um, Giants. Yeah, just, Giants. Fucking hell. Christ. Like, they won by 39 points, and in that 39-point victory, just did the bare minimum in the last quarter. Richmond sucks shit. Also, <laughs> Isaac Cumming was flipping amazing. So was Taranto. Yeah, so kicked Taylor, four goals. Taylor and Cumming, that backline around those two is huge, deadly. You yeah. know who, unbelievably, is still good? Shane Mumford. <laughs> I love watching him play. It's like a miracle. It's like watching Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. Yeah, and he's one premiership player. Yeah, the fact that I love that they were interviewing after the game. And they're like, "Now you have to take two weeks off." And then you, you play two games and you have a week off. Is that a strategy? And he literally said, well, I feel like I'm 100 years old, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have to strap him to a table and electrocute him for a bit to charge him up. <laughs> and then the, uh, the other big news for the Giants was Josh Kelly turned his back on the million dollars, the war chests, and said, I'm going to stay a Giant forever, and then rewarded that by just being ridiculously good again. 32 disposals, yeah. 11 tackles. Eight-year contract. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He's he's cooked. That's um. Well, it, it's so is good that list. 
They're fucking smoky for the flag, aren't they? No, it's I don't think so. No, I. No. They're not going to click that much, I don't think. They're a big chance to get. Like, I reckon. If they were playing anyone but Sydney, I'd wager them going a bit further. But I think they'll they... run into a big. Well, it's either Sydney or perhaps Brisbane. So shut your mouth, Tom. <laughs> or maybe the Bulldogs. Do... Yeah, if they do. Because they're beat... all spicy contests. Mm. I hate the Giants. They beat us in a final once. Yeah. Sydney hate them because, you know, rivalry. Bulldogs definitely hate them. <laughs> They're just dogs. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine a? Actually, you know what I want more than the Sydney one. I want a GWS Bulldogs elimination final. Go, oh, go Giants! Imagine the spice on that. Yeah, you for that to happen, it. though, Giants have to lose this to week Carlton. to Carlton <laughs> to Eddie Which, Betts. I mean, it is it is the miracle of the retirement games and like. Maybe they want to give Teague a yeah, like, like Mark Murphy. to go Like out Mark on. Murphy's last game and 300th <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. last game is 300th game. Big one for the club. Um, yeah. If the game had have ended about half through the second quarter, rip a result for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that... We'll get to that in a second, but um, I wonder if they looked at the clock wrong and they confused the second quarter for the last quarter. Probably. Mm. They were thinking about finals. <laughs> 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 Just quickly, Giants, big, big sound, big, big win. Fuck Richmond. Can we talk about the next game, which has the best thing in football right now, which is the Alistair Clarkson fuck you Jeff Kennett tour? <laughs> oh, that's great. You love it. <laughs> so, like, just when they announced that the transition was happening, Hawthorne were probably going to be getting either the first or second round draft pick. Yeah. And since that time, Clarkson's gone, get fucked, you're going to get picked on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, so good. Western Bulldogs looked like shit against Hawthorne, which is crazy. I mean, we knew that with the loss of Bruce that they were going to probably struggle in the same way that uh, Sean, you highlighted this last week. Um, the same lot, like the same toll that Eric Hipwood took on Brisbane yeah. immediately. Just like, fuck their structure. But yeah. but their I midfield is has dropped off too. Yeah. Essendon it's probably a them. bigger issue. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know what's going on there. I think you'll find that Sydney killed them. Sydney killed them. Then yeah, they- that could be it. Rolled I'm tired. Disgusted with myself because I had tipped Hawthorne. Yeah, and then shortly before the game started, Thomas Reed here messaged us and said Omira's out, and I panicked. Mm. I wasn't sure if Hawthorne could do it without Omira, That's and I you, changed man. my tip. Shut up, Tom. I, it's on I you. Get, if I hadn't seen that, that, I would have not remembered you, about the game. Hey. I would have tipped Hawthorne. Fuck you. You would, have, you would have seen the teams. You would have seen Omira out. You still would have panicked. No, you I wouldn't have, have conviction, Sean. <laughs> I shouldn't sway you. No. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I know. You are a, a big one. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest. The best, the best thing about Omira being out, the best. though, was it happened? <laughs> was it because it happened like... Obviously, Hawthorne knew he wasn't going to play, yeah, but the yeah. teams hadn't been announced yet. And they were interviewing Tom Mitchell before the game. And he was saying, you know, it's going to be guys like me. And and a jo- is it Joy? Um, Newcomb. Newcomb are going to yeah. have to step up in the absence of Warps and, and O'Meara. And they're sort of going along. And then Dermot Brody goes, oh, I've just looked at my team sheet here. And it says O'Meara's named in the center of you. And he's going, yeah, people are looking at me on the bench. I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Selling um, at trade secrets, Tommy. It's great. We- Mentioned him briefly, and it was already heavily rumoured, but it is now confirmed. Eddie Betts has made an announcement that he is retiring at the end of this week. Well, the end of this season. Um, I did see an interesting tweet like during the the, uh, Western Derby um, saying that is Monday one of the most universally liked male football, like AFLM players. You just randomly saw a tweet that I put out 
Yeah, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I freak- I was literally trying to rack my brains as to who tweeted. I was like, was it from the AFL? Was it Narrowly Matters? Oh, it was somebody. Somebody that I follow on Twitter. I'll just anyway, say Gemma, it and see what happens. Gemma, you said is Mundy, and I think someone responded to you and said Eddie Betts would be the other one. They've universally loved opposition players. Yeah, for sure. And I I can't think of who else comes close to those two, to be fair. Did you see the footage of Mundy being a dog to Liam Ryan, though? Oh, yeah, that was great. Is this yeah. new for everyone? <laughs> no, was it good, though? I would have done that. It's it a big Sean Carney move. Pretty funny. It wasn't that yeah. big much of a dog move. Well, no, it was, but it wasn't like... It wasn't. There was no. Ev- there was no malice to it. It was just like an annoying schoolyard dog move. Uh, yeah. After a tackling contest, uh, Liam Ryan was on the ground, and Mundy put his hand up to help him up. And <laughs> Liam Ryan reached up to grab his hand, and Mundy just pulled his hand away and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, it was great. He fresh aired. Fresh yeah. aired him. That's 353 games of experience right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Western Bulldogs should be fucking terrified because there's also a chance now that they finish fifth and have to play Essendon first week of the finals, which, look, whatever you think of Essendon, that's fine. But to play a team in an elimination final after you've been top of the ladder or near it pretty much the whole season... And then to play a team that defeated you three weeks earlier, you'd be shitting yourself. I love it. Also, to be the team that finally loses to Essendon in a final. Oh, the pressure. The history. Um, I don't want want that. Keep away from me. (laughs) Well, revenge for the year 2000 if Essendon beat Western Bulldogs to break their finals curse. Yeah, I guess. Or revenge for the year 2001 against Brisbane. That's <laughs> a lot of revenge. Revenge for 2017 oh, revenge. against Sydney. Yeah, that's Ooh. true. Well, that's well, that's another thing. Like when we get to like the prelims, uh, not prelims. Sorry, the qualifying finals are kind of going to be like, oh yeah, the top four teams this year, pretty hectic. Like that'll be interesting. But the elimination finals, they're going to be fucked. <laughs> mm. Well, it's crazy because it seemed like three weeks ago. No matter how you shook it out, most of the like qualifying finals were like set in concrete, and now it's like nah. Yeah. Who knows? Because of last uh, week. Yeah, it's crazy. Hope nothing wild happens this weekend and the teams that are in the eight are now the teams that make the finals because West Coast don't deserve to be there. Um, Richmond, by some miracle, can probably still maybe sneak in, but they won't and they don't deserve it. I think that's it. Yeah, no one else can. Oh, Freo could get in still. Freo's Rich- percentage uh, just hurts so- him so much. West Coast. No, but they're on equal games yeah. as Essendon. Yeah. yeah, West Coast and Frio can make the eight. Richmond can't unless Richmond Essendon can have- if like six different things happen and it yeah. won't happen. So Richmond would need West Coast, Fremantle, and Essendon to all yeah. lose, but all to get actually, and then they would need Essendon to get beaten by like a hundred points. Oh, like yeah, no chance. Yeah, also there um, without yeah. Cochin and Martin for the rest of the season. Yeah, which will be one week, so it probably yes. won't hurt him that much. Yeah, and maybe <laughs> down Prestia because he's a big idiot. Nah, he's he's been cleared. How? Well, I don't know. It's Tom. AFL money, yeah. footballer, Richmond. Yeah, Rich- yeah, Richmond's the big one. Yeah. Anyway, Tom. Speaking of you, Geelong. <laughs> yeah. So I had a roller coaster of a <laughs> of a time, 
Um, I was like reading the teams. Jeremy Cameron's back. Lockie Henderson's back. My boy Mark O'Connor was coming back. Uh, Atkins is about a week away. Myers is about a week away. This is all really good. Oh, Tui's injury is not great. That's okay. All right, doing fine. And then my heart was ripped out of my chest and shit on um, because Tom Stewart is now done for the season after doing a Linz Frank foot injury yeah. in training. Uh, so if there were two, there are probably two players at Geelong that are crucial to our performances. They are both named Tom. We do not have a replacement for either of them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom even Hawkins, yeah. you could probably bounce back from because you've got like if Jeremy Cameron and uh, fuckhead, what's his name? Gary Rowan. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm. There we go. You're yeah, all you from fuckhead. I just think Hawkins is. <laughs> Hawkins is just structurally very important to the how those two are able to benefit in that forward line. I think. Um, yeah, we but don't have, like it means it means it means our ruckman would have to play in the ruck in the forward line as well. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, Hawkins Look, barely Tom, goes off. Tom, this is going to hurt, but I'm yep. confident in it. I think that you could win a premiership without Tom Hawkins. Possibly, Tom. It's really hard to do it without Tom Stewart. On top well, of what Joel said, this is going to hurt. I don't think you could. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm with you, Sean. I think if we lost both Tom Stewart and Tom yeah. Hawkins, no, 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 not would... both. I'm just saying, if you had to lose one, yeah. uh, you would prefer to lose Hawkins. Yeah, it's but Tom, Tom, but maybe... I should clarify. I would feel that way even if they were in the full team. strength team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're a piece of shit and a yeah. dog. Um, no, 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 I believe he's... in the integrity of a window. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah this this hurt. Um, and being 32 uh, points down and not scoring for a bit also hurt. That also was super weird. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I think I think the team was maybe rattled losing him and just took a while to settle in. I think we. I think the issue was is that um, we ended up winning and mm-hmm. and it was good and we've won and we've locked in top four. That's great. I think the issue is is that you lose Tom Stewart and it's like okay that sucks because of his intercept marking and he's quite creative off half back, but. You've got a player like Zach Tui, who is also quite creative off halfback, and we lost him as well. And then Duncan, who is our other good ball user, is quite good. So really, we're relying on like Isaac Smith and O'Connor. And then because you're relying on O'Connor down there, I mean, Jack Steele went ballistic. It just, the structure is going to take a bit to settle. So I hope we can, we can settle on how we play without him going forward. Um, Henry has had. We'd be in more trouble if Jack Henry hadn't have had the year he's had so far, I think. Um, it does mean that Blitzhouse plays at fullback, thank fucking Christ. So we're not <laughs> playing him in the ruck or on the wing. Um, yeah, we'll just have to... We'll Finally. Just have to, yeah, we'll just have to adjust a bit. It's going to be hard to replace him. You probably can't. But hey, Fletcher Roberts won a, you know, a premiership medal coming in at last second for the Bulldogs. So maybe someone like Zach Guthrie... Tommy Atkins, O'Connor. It's, it's not. It's it's bad. It's not good, but um, we won, and we're in the position where we can push and we can do this, and you know yeah. we get a few more players back. Hopefully, Duncan and Tui by either first or second week of the finals, um, and then it's just you know grit your teeth and fuck. Yeah, that was. <laughs> um, so yeah, congratulations on the win. Uh, St Kilda showed a lot of heart. But yeah, unfortunately, Geelong were just too good in the end. But at the same it, time, I thought we were going to... Sean, 
Gemma. I thought we we're going to lose both Reed's bro- Reed brothers in one foul swoop. Because whilst this was happening, whilst your team at the Geelong Football Club were shitting their pants against St. Kilda, uh, Port Adelaide were playing Carlton at the same time. And Carlton was starting to, I wouldn't say run away with it, but definitely started to get on top. Like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, I think it was like 24 points up or something approaching halftime. Yeah. I was excited. And, yeah. Port Adelaide, yeah, were like struggling to score, inaccurate. Um, <clears throat> a port loss would have been very good for me. Same as a, same as a Geelong loss. I was yeah. barracking against the Reeds. Yeah, it's rude. <laughs> Not rude. You'd have done the same. I wouldn't have. You should have though. Yeah, this friendship's more than footy, Sean. Oh, Tom. Tom, you're Tom, such Tom, a Tom, simpleton. Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you haven't won a flag since 2011, mate. With that fucking attitude. How can you have Geelong arrogance and Geelong stupidity all in the one package? <laughs> Hey, so wait, out of the four of us, my team has won a flag most recently in the yes. men's game. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. 2012? 2012. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, 2021 over here. So <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, that's the most important one, isn't it? That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, 21 <laughs> years. I remember it just. Uh, yeah. I was nine. Didn't appreciate it, did you, mate? No, I didn't. I thought we were going to yeah, keep winning nah. forever. I've been there. I've been there three times. Can I say I was old enough to appreciate all of mine and I didn't take them Tom, this is what we're talking about when we say arrogance, mate. There's no need to be bragging. All right? Fuck it, Al. Um, do you know what it fix? If you're, if you're like, you know, a Port supporter and you're feeling mm. real depressed because your team was getting smashed, you know, around the ball by yeah. Carlton, they're 24 points up, half the second quarter. What I would want at that point is I would want my team to kick 19 goals straight. In fact, the next 19 goals without Carlton kicking a goal. Yeah. Which is exactly what they did. Yeah. Um, it was one of the most fucking fucked hell. displays of football because not only did Carlton just die for Mark Murphy's 300th game, they were just like, you know what? We've had enough football for today. Let's just stop <laughs> playing. But, like, Port were kicking goals from everywhere. Like, it was very reminiscent and makes sense to when um, Western Bulldog kicked 21 goals in a row against Essendon, which was just like, nothing could stop them. But mm. having a team show up may have helped, but yeah. Well, Aaliyah also it- played out of his skin. Yeah. Pick up of the year. Uh, he- Tom Hickey. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, I reckon Hickey's it- been awesome. If, if Essendon we'll win, a- happens if for Essendon win Do you one final... Do Sean? Mm. He's, he's best yeah. to win he's one awesome. final. Nick Hind is the pickup of the year. <laughs> also, I think Aaliyah should be in the All-Australian team. That full back line, it's so tight because Stephen May is an obvious one. Mm. Yeah, Sam Taylor's got to be thought about. It's it's the AFL. Tom they'll Stewart. pick Aaliyah and put him in the pocket. Forward pocket. <laughs> yeah, they'll play, him, they'll play him as a ruck on the bench. Yeah, he's tall. He's ruck on the bench. He's not a terrible <laughs> ruck, to be honest. Even if they yeah, have him on the bench, Australian that's all right. Rock. I'd prefer the All-Australian team's bench to be one ruck, one forward, one mid, one back. But Like a bench that It'll be midfielders. Sense. Yeah. Uh, yes, Port Adelaide. Yeah, Carlton's fucked. I heard something today that frightened me about <laughs> a potential coach for Carlton next year if Michael David Voss. Teague is to lose his job. Vossi's name was mentioned, but Vossi as a senior assistant Oof. to Ross Lyon. Oh, my oh. God. No, but isn't Ross Lyon meant to be taking the Collingwood job? I think 
Lions oh more God. likely to be Carlton than Collingwood, I would think. I, if, I thought, yeah, Lyon and Brad Scott were the two in the running for Collingwood, weren't they? Isn't that okay. the word on the street? If, and Don Pike for Collingwood too. Don't so take don't Don Pike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Vossie and Ross Lyon, come on, Vossie, don't do that. Also, it's got a good. I'd I rather you this. stay with Ken Hinckley for fuck's sake, <laughs> and that makes me sick to my core. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, Sean, but the idea of Voss and Ross. Oh, that, that's that's a little that's, bit exciting. That's, that's a little bit bad. good. That is, but also Ross Lyon sucks shit, and we don't like him. Well, it's true. He's a piece oh, of shit. Old yeah. mate garlic bread. Yeah. Fucking no, garlic bread's good. Garlic breath, I should say. Yeah. Old mate garlic yeah. breath. If he goes to Collingwood, just when I thought I couldn't hate a football club more, oh, this man. is like I won't. I it'll get dangerous where I won't be able to look at Collingwood games at all because I'll just melt or catch fire. Yeah. Do you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited um, to correct the you know the very ultra defensive style that Buckley was playing earlier in the year. Yeah, they bring in Ross Lyons and he goes even further. Yeah, <laughs> they start start scoring three goals a game. Yeah, I do hope Collingwood picks someone that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Ross Lyon would be at the top of that list, Sean. So, big time. Anyway, Port Adelaide. That was fucked. Congratulations to all Port Adelaide supporters on that huge win. And it sucks that that is going to be Eddie Betts's last game at Adelaide Oval. Um, very yeah. similar to the Mark Murphy situation. I really, really, really wish Carlton had have you know turned it on for. Like, two valuable members of the Carlton Football Club, but Eddie Betts in particular. And no disrespect to Mark Murphy. He's played 300 games. That's fucked. But Eddie Betts is, like, bigger than one team. Like, It's, oh, yeah. it's true. wild to think that the win that Carlton are going to have from this season is the Coleman medal. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Mm, Tom Hawkins could kick eight. Shut no. up, Tom. He shouldn't be playing. He's yeah, just got to be Tex. Yeah, I agree. No, he should be. No, he should He shouldn't be. be. Nation. If Zane Cordy got suspended, we well, didn't. Zane Cordy, yes, he did. He, he got fined. Oh, didn't, didn't he? he? I thought he nah. got suspended. No, nah, he got fined. All right, they enough about Geelong. What's the next game? Enough about Geelong. Well, Port Adelaide and Carlton's the next game after Geelong, so we'll go to the one after that. Mm. <laughs> uh, Sean, oh, was there a murder in Queensland, Sean? No. So, first of all, Sean, I'd just like to say my condolences. I know how frustrating this game must have been for you. Thank you so much for recognising that. Really disappointing fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) To kick four goals to their two after kicking seven and seven in the previous two quarters. Ah, I mean, your heart breaks. Yeah. As a supporter, especially one when you're watching your team play Collingwood, you dream of a 100-point win. Yeah. <laughs> so to come away with only an 85-point win, it's just really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, only it's a 85. Really, a really only 85. And I hope we can... result. Uh, pretty flat. But yeah. um, Fuck you. Tom, Tom, you were talking after the game about how wild it is that Brisbane went from defeating them by one point after the siren earlier in the year to nearly beating them by 100 points in the space of a season. Mm. Very funny. Very funny stuff. If you're going to beat Collingwood twice in a year, you want it to be after the siren and then by 100 points. You couldn't really ask for much more. It's a good little tune-up. Brisbane have seemed to have corrected some of the issues, although in the past two weeks we've played Collingwood, who were shit, and Frio, who were very off. They're a mixed off. bag. They're a mixed bag, and they yeah. were not on when we played them. Um, part of that was because how we played, but yeah. The pressure is back. All the good stuff's back. The forward half stuff is all going well. 
the, when the midfield intensity's on, it's all good. Darcy Gardner's back in, and it's probably the worst game I've ever seen him play. <laughs> but you kind of you can give him one when he's been off for about ten weeks. When so your team wins, he, he runs into some form. Yeah. When you win by eighty-five points, it's okay to have an off game. Yeah, one of my favorite things that's happened in the last two weeks is Kadeen Coleman playing on the halfback flank because he's just it. It seems to have fixed a lot of things. I think it's just his speed because, yeah. as we've said all year, Brisbane's backline's quite slow. So to have him down there, and he seems they had James Madden for a while, but he wasn't really using his speed. He was playing more of a lockdown role. Coleman's great overhead. He's taking marks. He's going for a bit of a run. I'm loving his work. The forward line's going well. I'm loving um, Joey had like a typical Joey game yep. where he did some incredible stuff, some, some stuff that was all stuff. right, and then yep. just some ridiculous bullshit. Don't pass the ball back, Joey. Don't oh, yeah, that was Jared crazy. Line. Have a shot, son. Because Lockie Neal missed that player. shot, didn't he? Yeah. yeah imagine if we, Neal, imagine right. if we missed top four by like the tiniest little bit of percent. Joey gave that one up. Lockie Neal missed a real sitter in the last quarter. All these little sliding doors moments. But Charlie Cameron kicked six. Yeah, um, equal highest that he's which, ever kicked. Yeah, which is cool. Um, wasn't his best game of the year, though, interestingly. <laughs> like, I've seen him kick two goals this year and play a better game. He was good, though. It's good for the confidence. Brisbane's forward line is really multifaceted at the moment. It has been for most of the year, but they seem to have fixed up the Eric Hipwood issue. And Dan McStay's yep. had a really good patch of games now. And... um. And he used to be such a liability for set shots, but I I just have complete trust in him now. I love what they're doing. And I'll say one more thing about my little mate, Dan Zorko. His form line since a few... Remember a few weeks back when I offered him forgiveness? Yeah. Yep. I forgave him for his sins. Yeah, because you understood. Because I understand him now. I looked in his eyes and I said, I see that angry man and I, I am you. Mm-hmm. We are one, Dane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. little magician. His form line since then has been incredible. So yep. if the club want to reach out and thank me personally, I'm open to hearing that. <laughs> also, Collingwood fans were not happy with him. Oh, why? Oh, why do people hate Tom Papley? Same thing. Uh, he's been all right in the last couple of weeks. No, it's but been less... I visibly yeah. noticed Collingwood fans on Twitter getting very oh, angry okay. at Dane Zorko, which I is I mean, they'd fun. be angry at everybody. Like, yeah. fuck them. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't feel bad for them at all. Yeah. Um, Most other clubs, I feel sorry for supporters, but Collingwood, it's like, shut up. You <laughs> fucking made your bed piled with shit and systemic bullshit, and now you can lay in it, dogs. <laughs> I um... Fuck that club, honestly. <laughs> whoever whoever wins the prize of coaching them, fucking get ready for a war next year, dogs. Go Brisbane. Really happy. Footy's really good. It's, it's good when your team... It's Yeah. All the talkback radio today is, oh, Brisbane are, a, Brisbane are a red hot chance at the flag again. Whereas, like, for the last two weeks, everyone's just been like, nah, it's over. Brisbane's dead. Yeah. So, it's good. Um, it's good to be alive. Sean, do you, know why, do you know why it's good to be alive and why Brisbane are good? Yep. Watch the post-match interview. I think it was they were talking to Dan McStay. Oh, um, how much of a good boy is Dan McStay? <laughs> Dan McStay is the best boy. And I asked him about, you know, Cockatoo kicked two goals. And he seemed genuinely so happy uh, that Nakai Cockatoo is playing footy again. And I love it. I love I, seeing it. Yeah. I love hearing it. It's good. It's good I for love, footy. I love Daniel McStay with all my heart. And Tom, you know, I've backed him in forever. There's been you a have. lot of Brisbane supporters who think he's shit. And oh, I have for a very long time. Social media you've I've never fought- met. I fought for. I was going to say I fought forts. I have fought battles and yep. fights with these yep. dickheads. Yeah, and forts. Now, 
Yeah, and Forts. Yeah. Hopefully now they can see he's so critically important and he's a great player. And more important, he's a great person. I love him. Next game? Yeah. Gemma. Yes. You got a little bit of a fourth quarter surprise scare, I guess, um, when Sydney took on North Melbourne. And in a prediction that I made last week, I said... Sydney will win this, but North Melbourne will play one half of incredible football. And they did. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough to get them over the line. Or fortunately, depending on who you wanted it to win. <laughs> um, yeah, huge. Huge result. And yeah, when North were only a goal down in the last quarter, I was like, Jesus, like they're a, a big, big, big chance here. But no, Sydney turned full-blown professional mode, just got it done. That was like, uh, 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 <laughs> settle down, North. We'll take it from here, guys, all right? Well, they were without Buddy, who was being rested, which was bound to happen. Um, Jake Lloyd um, and also Callum Mills is still out. So, And Chad Warner still isn't back in the team. So there were a few things kind of being thrown around a little bit. Hayden McLean had a really good game, taking strong contested marks again, which um, he kind of gets kicked out every time Buddy comes back into the team. Um, I probably am maybe being a bit harsh, but I think Joel Amati offers more than what Sam Reed is offering at the moment. So I feel like that could have actually really helped at times, and especially last week as well. I feel like that change could have helped a lot. So I don't know, maybe the seniority of Sam Reed um, is keeping him there, but I feel like Amati could actually offer a bit more in terms of athleticism and contested marking and then actual, you know, set shot kicking. Um, But yeah, I mean, the Swans can't fall below sixth, so they don't have to take too many risks. Yeah. So yeah, those, and I mean, the Nick Blakey injury, I know there's a few people pretty upset about it, but I don't know. I think the Swans are pretty well equipped to cover him in terms of a running defender. I think Colin O'Riordan, who was the medical sub, he's a pretty good replacement and his his kicking is like his kicking to get Haywood set up for that set shot in the fourth quarter was amazing so and there's other options like Braden Campbell could always go back into defense and his kicking is really clean like there's options to replace Blakey um I just don't want to see them put Dawson back into defense (laughs) um Sydney Football Club if you are listening keep Dawson out of defense from Haggard's footy (laughs) Dear Sydney, yeah, Dawson, keep him where he is. He's too important on the wing, um, being that kind of conduit between the two rather than sitting back. Because yeah, when yeah. he's in defence, it's not about his kicking, which is his skill. It's about his marking, which is still very good, but he can do more further up the field. I'd prefer, you know, an O'Riordan to come in or a Campbell to be moved into defence rather than having to make that other change. Yeah. Were you nervous? Um. Probably when it was a four-point margin, I was like, "Okay, this is happening." But yeah. I think, I, I think because they couldn't drop below sixth, it was like, "Oh well, it doesn't really matter." Yeah, I feel like Some what would have been I feel that's no, not six. Shut you? up! No, no, no. Tom. That's just wisdom and clarity, Tom. <laughs> and also, Gemma, I, the, I honestly, if I was in your position there, what I would have been really worried about is if North Melbourne did win. You become that team that North Melbourne had like a very strong heroic fight back win against. Oh no, we're the team and- that Gold Coast does it against. <laughs> yes. Well, you don't want that yeah. happening twice. Well, Marvel Stadium next week. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gemma, do you know yet what day your game is next yeah, week? Yeah, they've just announced it, like, as we're talking. Um, oh, shit. It's Saturday, one forty-five. Okay, so it's before Brisbane's game, then. Brisbane is Saturday, 4.35. What? <laughs> I heard it was going to be Saturday night, prime time. Geelong, Melbourne, 7.45. Carlton, GWS gets oh, the evening match as well. what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Surely that's because the Giants couldn't have another five-day break. Or Actually, play, or Gemma, didn't. can you keep that on screen? And we'll go through the rest of this. And when we're putting our tips in, we're going to rely on you. Because my stuff has not updated yet. I have no idea where the games are or when they are. I have no fucking idea what's going on at all, to be honest. <laughs> A good win by Sydney in the end. Just because like it would have easily like been very easy for them just to cop the North Melbourne tornado that uh, rolled in in the last quarter. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And... The 14-point margin probably flatters them a little bit because Comden got that kick after the siren yeah. to bring it down. You know, uh, Errol Goulden, his impact forward, that fucked goal that he kicked, like Braden Campbell showing that he can actually be a really good pressure forward with his speed. Like Those are the things you want to be seeing at this time of the year when your ladder position is fairly um, confirmed. So yeah. those are all the positive things. I think... Florent got found out a little bit, and I think his position in the side, if if a Chad Warner were to become available, may be under threat a little bit um, mm-hmm. because I think Florent, he doesn't track a player very well if he is assigned. So Tyron Thomas got just off the leash in that, was it second or third quarter? And Florent was the one running with him, and he just did not yeah. cover him at all. So there's things that obviously can be fixed, but then Tom Hickey goes and picks up the ball cleanly with one hand on the wing and delivers it beautifully forward. And you're like, my hero. How? Yeah, it was. it's an incredible play. If you can see vision of that, it's just watching the game and knowing that I've held a football. I'm like, I wouldn't, even if I was walking slowly and had all the time <laughs> in the world to pick up a football with one hand that cleanly, I would struggle. That's not a skill that a man that big should possess. No. Well, after the game as well, he got asked about it and he said, oh, my knees don't bend too well now, so I just have to do that. <laughs> I love that. Insane. The best. And if you're a North Melbourne supporter, uh, also this was a valiant effort. And again, another sign that next season, North Melbourne are going to be scary when it clicks. Lids off. <laughs> Lids off big time. The lid has never been more off for a team that is fin- like getting the spoon. Like they're gonna, they're getting <laughs> the, the time they've spoon. ever got it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucked. Uh, um, yeah, forty nine years. Yeah, and Melbourne, if they win next week, sorry, Tom, um, it'll be first time in what fifty four years, sixty four years. First that time since the sixty four flag, which was their last flag. Yeah. Wow. But then also terrible news for Melbourne. Only one team in in the last decade, has finished top of the ladder and then won the flag. What team is that, Joel? It was, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I feel like you're going to know the actual answer. I believe it was in 2013 with Hawthorne. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Good well, done. well done. Well done. <laughs> the sweat done. that we all saw on your brow just now, Joel Dush. <laughs> yeah. Well, 2016, Swans finished top of the ladder and we saw what happened there. So Yeah. And what's the finished seventh? Hey, so North have got, they're going to win the wooden spoon and they've got four and a half wins. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. In Chris Fagan's first year at Brisbane, they won five games and the wooden spoon. So I would say things well, tracking nicely. North have Adelaide <laughs> next week. It will be five and a half wins. Whoa. Okay. Well, That's yeah, in Adelaide. Kill Adelaide. 
No, Adelaide, you know, Adelaide played okay on the weekend. Except yeah. we'll get to that because uh, yeah. no, they... we won't. This game's the game was boring. Yeah, let's roll. What's next? Uh, well, Fritch kicked seven. That's probably worth. Yeah, that's cool. good for him. him. He kicked Melbourne's last you. five goals. Yeah, yeah, which is also pretty. Someone funny. had to. Um, <laughs> then Sunday afternoon, uh, here we in go. A very, very, very dangerous game. And after the first, like it hit quarter time, where uh, so it was Essendon take on Gold Coast, and at quarter oh, time. Fuck. Essendon had been kicking with the breeze, and apparently it was a hectic breeze, and like the commentators called it a four-goal breeze. Scores were level. There is no <laughs> such thing as a four-goal breeze at GMHPA. The wind goes the wrong way. Well, I mean, based on the kicks that I saw, Tom, uh, I feel like the wind was definitely blowing towards one set of goals. But uh, I will agree with you disputing the four-goal breeze theory because Essendon in the second quarter when they were kicking against the breeze kicked six goals six and just from that point onwards, uh, Gold Coast were sadly dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stringer had a massive game and something that like is like good to see is that he is playing like he's in a football team and not just a football man. Uh, he is passing. There was... The pass nearly killed me. The one to Waterman? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Al Jake. Um, um, can we just... Can, can I just point something out that I've just realised? Mm. That, that Essendon in the first quarter went 2-2, 8-8 in the second, 12-12 in the third, and 14-14 in the fourth? Yeah, that's it. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's, mm. Um... A lot of, just like a lot of players turned up and had a great game. Like Guelphy kicked two goals, had 15 touches, which is, I don't, I feel bad for him because he's, he's a good player, but we bring him in and out of the team all the time. Um, Got to keep him hungry. Yeah, that's true. Um, until he has pink hair, then he's a lock. Give him the captaincy. <laughs> uh, Heppel again is proving that like he's just come back from having surgery on his thumb a week ago missed one week of football and then was back and like he didn't play the best game of his career but he just showed like he's really good at leadership on ground and especially without crowds you can just see it and hear it um, Parrish and Merritt also had fucking enormous games uh, I was a bit sad to see Peter Wright didn't kick a goal but he <laughs> He played a little bit further up the ground, so that was all right. But I just wanted mm. him to kick a goal against his old club, the club that dogged him. <laughs> there was a point, I'll be honest, where I was like, this could be 100 points, and I was dreaming pretty big. But in the end, it ended up being um, 11 goals, which I can deal That's with. That's pretty good. Because this Disappointing. is absolutely the type of game Essendon could have easily shit the bed on. <laughs> and knowing that Essendon have Collingwood next week is making me the most scared a man's ever been. Hey, Joel. Destiny's in their hands, you could say. I would say, finally, Tom, Tom, that Essendon, based on results, Destiny's in their own hands. That's true. You're finally correct, Thomas. Well done. <laughs> and then finally, last game of the round, and the game that actually handed Essendon their own destiny, because prior to this game, Essendon's destiny was not in their own hands. It was in West Coast's losing hands. Um, and yeah, in the derby... West Coast won the last eleven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Last Jesus. Yeah, the ru- that that run is over because Frio beat West Coast to win the derby, but then also to knock West Coast out of finals contention, sort of. 
Eight goal first quarter. <laughs> yeah, the high scoring first quarter of any team this year. That is wow. Fucked. Just and then and then just to then scare the shit out of all of the Freo supporters, they then kicked four for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, including only two after halftime. Uh-huh. But one of them was magic. One of them, the last is... goal of the game. Well, the last goal of sorry, the last Freo goal of the game. Yeah. Just pure the the goal that they needed to get that buffer back because West Coast were coming and yeah. then um, Caleb Sarong was like, "I'm going to kick a goal. But what I'm going to do first is <laughs> I'm going to make every Freo supporter shit their pants because yeah. I'm going to fall over. I, I'm everyone's going to fall over. Every single person in a Freo jersey is just going to all of a sudden fall over. And I'm going to get the ball what? after it was already out of bounds, but it hadn't been called. Yeah, yeah. What I love though is that like. He kicked it from the third row of the seats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an indictment on West Coast players, right? He is able to fall over, push the ball along the ground, and then get back up, and no one gets anywhere near him. Yeah, Dom Sheed. Dom Sheed had <laughs> yeah, a Dom shocker. Dom Sheed punched Adam Chera in the stomach as well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, got a, so, he got a big old fine for it. He should have. Yeah, I, I saw that punch. Fine. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. He should get, he should like, get suspended for that. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I believe Mitch Duncan did get suspended for doing that a few years ago to Tom Papley. Tom, your team have gotten yeah. off so many fucking suspensions in the last couple of weeks. Shut your goddamn mouth. But Tom, you might know this. So the Dom Sheed one, I think it was intentional, low impact, and then what's the other rating? To the body. I know oh, it was just striking. Yeah, yeah. But so for me, if it's striking and the grade is intentional, you That's should get suspended. Yeah, yeah. Should just be a week. starts at a week. Like he he swings with a fair bit of force. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, should have been a free kick. Wasn't I didn't like it. Well, He'll yeah, get booed now for years. Yeah, by that crowd. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss good so yeah big result it has meant that Essendon as we've been saying all all episode are now in the eight the second time this season that we have finished like the round has ended with us in the eight and I cannot believe that we are a team that all of a sudden is a strong contender for finals it's fucked. You just have to win. I wouldn't get too far ahead of yourself, Joel. You've just got to win, Joel. And get, get as far ahead as you can, mate. <laughs> Gemma, because if you get far enough ahead, <laughs> they can't catch you, and you're in. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing. Okay, so let's 
quickly take a look at next round because the fixture is just yeah. updated on my phone. I have it locked in right in front of me. Also, I don't have to read it anymore. You, well, you can if you want. It's up no, to I'm you. No, I'm good. Okay, I'll read it. So, Friday night at Marvel Stadium, Western Bulldogs take on Port Adelaide. Huge. <sighs> that's a, that's, that's Port. a Friday night blockbuster. Port. Port. The only time in my life... I'll be barracking for Port Adelaide. They haven't lost a game for about six weeks, right? Yeah. Well, also, Port have a big forward line and Western Bulldogs don't have a defensive line. Yeah. Um, and if you, no if Bruce Wins league can do whatever the fuck he wants in that back line. And, yeah. and if, you know, to beat Port, you just have to get on top in the midfield, but the Western Bulldogs midfield hasn't really been firing. I need Port to win. I need it to happen, and I think it will. I, I don't think Ken Hinckley will let me down. For friendship, I also need Port Adelaide to win. <laughs> good very yeah. good uh, I'm going to pick Port and Prey Prey so hard Gemma oh Port yeah Port and then Saturday afternoon at the MCG Richmond take on Hawthorne 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 <laughs> the fuck you Jeff send Clark out in style yeah. and Silk kill Damien Hardwick yeah. Oh, yeah and Silk um, Sean we Berger assume. Also- sorry we assume that's right there hasn't been an official announcement oh but- I thought it had been announced is it going to be one of those ones like the um, the Harry Taylor one where he didn't do it until after the game and went, by the way, that was my last game? Like Emma Zilke? Yep. I reckon he will. Could happen. That's the, that's the hero's way to do it. Michael Voss did the same thing. Adam actually. Goods. Yeah. Then, um, weirdly, well, there's two games in Melbourne 10 minutes apart. Yeah, yeah they're fucking cooking it with these <laughs> start times. So, yeah, the game we just spoke about was at 1.35 at the MCG, and at 1.45 at the uh, at Marvel, we have Sydney take on Gold Coast. Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Don't say it. Is Gemma. that your home game, Gemma? Yes. Yeah, Marvel Stadium, Sydney plays well at. I mean, the Swans just can't beat Gold Coast at Metricon, but anywhere else they're okay, so I'm going Or the SCG that time. Yep. Yeah, also that. <laughs> Fucking Lockie Weller. Uh, then we have at 4.35 at the Gabba, Brisbane Prime take time. on West Coast. <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane will have to win by, I think, five roughly goals. five goals five and goals. hope that Port Adelaide also win. Yep. Yep. So if Port, you'll know if Port win on Friday night, you've got to win by a minimum of five goals. Yep. Yep. But could you imagine then. if the dogs finish outside the four? Oh. It'd be so fucking good. <laughs> Ah, oh. then only one team just has to take care of business. Maybe. Come on, Robbo, get back in that team and <laughs> win the Norm Smith Medal. Ah, oh, quickly, just quickly on that, and this is super unrelated, but I just want to get this out there because it's very funny. Robbo was injured with a calf injury. He streams on Twitch, and during the Brisbane and Collingwood game, he couldn't be at the ground because of the COVID restrictions. So he was watching the game, but he couldn't broadcast the game. But he was watching it, providing his own commentary over Twitch. <laughs> and his commentary was mostly yelling about umpires not p- paying throws. And mostly just... And his other go-to was being like, oh, underrated player, underrated player, should be in contention for All-Australian, but they won't look at him. <laughs> Every Brisbane player is playing All-Australian. Yeah, um, also an interesting thing, Mitch Robinson, I would have assumed that... I mean, even having a Twitch account as an active AFL player, I would have assumed was kind of a weird situation to put himself in. But if the AFL allowed that, I assumed there would be like a code of conduct. But that does not appear to be the case whatsoever. No. 
loves every word, loves a couple of four-letter ones the most. (laughs) (laughs) He is a wild, wild, wild man. And I love him. That's why we love him. Good on him. Anyway, uh, Saturday night, Geelong take on Melbourne at GMHBA. Geelong. Melbourne. Geelong. (laughs) Melbourne. Is the Tom Stewart thing the factor, Sean? Yeah, it contributes greatly to it, yeah. Max Gorn against Reese Stanley. Yeah. Max, uh, Reese Stanley has done well on Max Gorn in the past. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see. He had 11 clearances, Max Gorn, on the weekend. Yeah, he wasn't playing against Reese Stanley, was he? He was still really good. Wait, who did he play? Am- oh, no, Riley O'Brien wasn't there. I'm surprised there are so many games in Melbourne considering they just tightened up our lockdown restrictions, no but that's crowds. fine. Yeah, but Tom, if you win and things go my way, week one of the finals. Yeah. 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 Friendship tested again. It survived last year. Will it survive Uh, again? Hard to say. mm. (laughs) Did it survive last year? Hard to say. Uh, Then Carlton take on Giants at Marvel. Giants should kill them. Giants. If Giants lose this, they are putting themselves very much in a chance to shit the bad for finals big time. <laughs> if they if, wait, if if Sean's plan goes ahead and the yeah. Giants lose, then we might be set up for a Western Bulldogs Giants final. I'm going Carlton. <laughs> Eddie Betts kicking 10. Yep, Eddie Betts emotional release of a game. And the Giants have done weird shit this year where they lose when they shouldn't. Yeah. Giants. There was actually uh um the AFL put out a Ladder, or not a ladder. It was just like a ranking listing of team. How yeah. many? Yeah, teams that have lost when they've gone in as favourites. And yeah, Giants towards the top, Essendon towards the bottom. They've only lost once when they were the favourite, and it was against GWS. They're never favourites. Correct, and I would prefer <laughs> it that way. <laughs> anyway, Sunday, the last Sunday of the AFL fixture. St Kilda take on Fremantle. At Freo. venue TBC, apparently. Freo. Love TBC. <laughs> it's a great ground. Get Brayshaw back. St. Kilda. Freo. Freo can still make the finals if uh, they win this. And Essendon loses. Essendon lose. Or if Giants lose and Freo win. I think that still works. Now, if Giants have got that... Um. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, Freo are in 40 points. Yep. Giant, yeah, if Giants lose, West Coast or Freo can still make the finals. Same if Essendon lose. If both teams yeah. lose, West Coast and Freo could go 7th and 8th. It's still very up in the air. <laughs> uh, and then what will be one of the most stressful Sundays of my entire life. Essendon take on Collingwood. Second last game of the round. Uh, Essendon win, they're in the 8. If Essendon lose, they could still technically be in the 8. Because these results have all happened before our game happens. But I would be shitting myself. Essendon. Essendon. Say it, Sean. Go on. Essendon. Gemma? Yes, Essendon. And then, (laughs) to bring home the home and away season, (laughs) 17th plays 18th. (laughs) (laughs) Adelaide take on North Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. North. 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 Adelaide. Right. We would usually go to emails now, but this episode is... It's a juicy one with a lot of news, a lot of results, a lot of talk. So we're going to save the inbox for next week. Thank you again, Gemma, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Pleasure. 
Gemma, if people want to find you, where should they where should they listen to your podcast and also where should they find you online for uh all the information? You are so cl- so much more clever than any of us. And if anyone follows Haggard's Footy and doesn't follow Gemma on Twitter, you're a that's insane. It's just insane. It's a bad call. <laughs> My Twitter's probably the easiest place, so just GL Bastiani on Twitter and I share everything there. Hell yeah. And uh Gemma's Twitter will be in our show notes as well, which you can check out below. And Tom. If people want to send us an email or find us individually, where can they do that? Uh, you can send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty unless we've been banned for threatening to destroy <laughs> various important artifacts belonging to the CEO because he won't move the women's <laughs> tournament. Um, there, you won't be able to find us there. But you will be able to find me individually. I'm at Orchid Treed. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. And if... Essendon, do not beat Collingwood. Don't try and contact me. Don't email. Don't tweet. Leave me alone. But when we come together next week, there's a chance that all four of us are in finals. And by a chance, I mean three out of four of us are a lock for finals. And (laughs) if I don't let the team down, footy is exciting. This is huge. The roast at Terrence's house depends on this, Joel. (laughs) Fucking hell. I'm sweating. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.